Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 29 of the Everton Motor Racing podcast. Normally I'd say, oh, I hope you've had a nice weekend, but it's been like three days since we last done a podcast. So yeah, I hope you've had a nice three days and enjoyed the racing this weekend. We've had a triple header of BSB, World Superbikes and MotoGP. And Jacob's only watched MotoGP. But uh, yeah, you know, we've had a pretty sick weekend, to be fair, of racing, especially in World Superbikes, where everything's been kind of thrown up and down, left, right, centre. It's been pretty, pretty mental, to be fair, with Top Rack and Raya and Redding all grating on one another and causing a bit of a... Uh, friction there it's going to be interesting to see how it goes on but um obviously you'll joined your host declan again joined by jacob ward what's up guys and yeah we've had like i said some pretty good racing some pretty scary stuff that's happened as well when you talk about the moto 3 racing which we'll get into i haven't really got a topic for this podcast to be honest because the race has barely as recently finished i've just done a report 10 o'clock at night, and I'm pretty tired, to be fair. So, I don't yeah, really know. It's, yeah, it's not really... They haven't had time to process it yet. No, me neither. Normally, we, like, you know, it finishes about 1, 2 o'clock our time, and then we can, you know, process it, have a nap, you know, figure shit out. Mm. But not today, you just straight into it. Chucked in at the deep end. But, yeah, it's um, been a pretty good recent uh, racing weekend bar Moto Three, which normally is quite good, but threw up some nightmares. But before we do yeah. that, I just want to talk a bit about what's it bike. Jacob doesn't watch it, but I want to talk about it because if you're not watching it, you're bloody missing out. I'm I'm fine with watching it. Like it's just you know, family comes first, mm. and normally Barely. I am on a on a superbike weekend. So unfortunately, WSBK loses. Unlucky. You're missing out on something. Mad racing, because they're at Portimao this weekend. And mm. Adrian Huertas was crowned the um, Supersport 300 champion, so congratulations to Adrian. Yep, uh, good for him, but as I said last podcast, fuck the 300s. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, we can't wait to see his career, but I'm like, is, it, <laughs> is, it, what, is he going to yeah, move? Good luck with that. He has to leave the class first before we see his career develop you know because that's the hardest part for these 300 riders is they actually getting out of the class yeah plus uh spring ball in it mm. and if it, if he doesn't go to either motor three or stock six he's he's dead end well he's fucked. Al- he's already done red bull rookies and chev motor three so yeah that's it i i can't see a way back for him he's got to no. go i don't up. want to be defeatist but <laughs> he's got to go up now he's got to go to the super sport route there's um Tom Vamos is very much linked to the Oralak Kawasaki team for next year. So mm, it's Kim looking like... and Buis are going up, apparently. Yeah. Been told. Buis has stayed a year too long. He won the title and stayed back and has come third. Maybe he couldn't get another ride. Tom Vamos has proved his worth and should move up. I'm hoping that a seat will open for Huertas as well. But it, it's a strange situation in that championship, the World Superbike Championship, because it's like... It's a championship that you see a lot of, like, Moto2X, like, rejects. I don't want to call them rejects, but, you know... Well, like, that is the only way to put it, isn't yeah. it? Because, like, you never see a Moto2 um, front runner go to Superbike, do you? No, it's... At the end of the day, you always see... The class is littered full of riders who didn't make it in the Grand Prix paddock. And it makes it very yeah. hard for talent to rise up through the ranks when you've got 
riders who deservedly should be in there. I just want to preface this with like Randy Krumenacker, for example, who has taken a title there, but came from the GP paddock. Various other riders I can't be bothered to list. So it makes yeah, it hard. When, yeah. So when like the seats aren't there to be taken, you know, because they're being taken by riders like Balega, by Murat Manzi, who probably will move over, by now Yari Montea, who'll probably stay in there next year. It makes it really hard for the Supersport 300 riders to step up, which is why we need like a stock six class like we've alluded to last time. Yeah, 100%. Now, the problem is, are any of those 300 riders better than the ones who are coming in from the GP paddock? And that's the problem. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You hire talent. That's it. You know, these 300 riders will need a while to adapt. There are riders coming over from other championships, like Leonardo Tashini came over from the... Chev Motor 3 Championship into the Supersport Championship. He's done all right, not done amazingly, but he's doing like the Supersport Cup, which is like a different yeah. championship within the championship. Yeah, it's more stock, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully, these three can move up and not stay longer in the class because, you know, they would mention, oh, you know, there's far, four Spanish champions now in the class. You're in good company. And they're like, oh, you know, Mark Garcia and um, what's the name? Anna Carrasco. And it's like, yeah, but they're still in the class. <laughs> yeah, and the back. Gonzalez is the only one who's made anything of it, isn't he? Yeah, he's done really well. You know, Amaria Herrera, we can't dis- miss her out, who was also in the class for a little bit. But, mm. Mm, you know, maybe Motobi could be an idea for them, but oh, it's just tricky. But well done anyway for Tehuertas. Yeah, he's still an FIM champion at the end of the day. Like, it's, it took nothing away from him, mm. but, but fuck 300s. But yeah, so obviously the World Superbike races, a bit of drama was unfolding in race one, with Toprak took the win again with Reyes stacking it out of P1, which mm-hmm. is, is when you look back on the weekend and you look at what happened by the end of the weekend, Reyes will not be sleeping for a little while, knowing that he could actually be leading the championship now if he hadn't have crashed out of Super Bowl and race one from P1. Yeah, where is it? 22 points now, isn't it? It's 24. And 24. if Raya hadn't have crashed out of out of race one and say mm. top back finished third and the points dropped back further and then top back really did screw himself over in the Super Pole race. So he could, or maybe not lead in the championship, but he'd be very, very close. Yeah, 24 and, points is basically a race when you have to win if and hope top rack dnfs if he comes down to the final round at the end of the day though. yeah which we don't want of course um no no but like yeah no, you no. Know, if it's like 18 points you can risk top rack coming like you know mm. six seventh eighth wherever if you win yeah of course yeah but yeah and you know gives you no other option and you've got to push and that's the issue yeah and top rack basically was incredibly aggressive race one pretty much at one point riding into Rayo with top with them literally colliding and both Raya and Redding, you can call them complainers and whatever after the but after the race, both of them said to the media, you know, Top Rack's very aggressive, so we're gonna be aggressive back. And you saw that in the race too when Redding and Rayo forcing moves past Top Rack and it you could see it actually screwed Top Rack's head up a little bit. Top Rack suddenly mm. was making very rare mistakes. He never goes wide, he's always online. And suddenly he was being he was going wide into T one because he was expecting these basically the tables had turned and Raya and Redding, who haven't been able to ride their normal lines, 
were now doing the same mm. to top rack, and top rack was running wide into T1 because he couldn't ride his normal lines. Yep. Um, but that's the thing. If you look, if it was like when people do it to Mark, mm. it's so rare, and he's so aggressive that he's normally the one dealing out that it kind of confuses him. Yeah. And it, it this... takes him like a, a corner or two to get back into the swing of things, and top yeah. rack is exactly the same because he is, he is like one of the most aggressive riders you see out there. Like, well, he's trained by Keenan, like, isn't he? So. Yeah, like if he, if there's a gap that's even slightly less the size of a Yamaha one, he's going mm. into it, isn't he? Yeah, hundred percent, and just forcing these riders aside as we've seen. And so Raya and Redding have stepped back and pushed aggressively. And now Raya's kind of learned how to win in this new form because he won race two, top back run race one with Loris Baz spectacularly getting on the podium. Yep, big up Loris. Yeah, that. fair play to you, mate and Ray uh, crashed out of race one and the super pole race with Reading taking strong points every race like I think I think he got on the podium all three races and which mm. is pretty impressive after his cycle from Jerez to Portimao this week yeah James Tuzlan wasn't impressed here. yeah he said he wasn't I think he said something on the lines of it not being the best way to prepare for a race weekend and scott redding snapped back on the podium was like well i'm on the podium so <laughs> yeah that's the that's the best answer i think you know yeah fair play to him you know and but it's just interesting to see the championship the way it is because again it looks like you know it, top back has gained four points with only two rounds left to go with mm. six races left you know anything can happen top rack has Achieved a third DNF now this weekend, but again, what it's a hundred and twenty-four points still on offer. Isn't it? Yeah, and the thing is, Super Bowl. Top Rack's crash was weird because his front fender destroyed itself and went under his front wheel and crushed him out. The mm. question is, though, all three of his crashes and DNFs this year haven't been his fault. The first one was Gerloff knocking him off. Second one was his bike breaking down in Catalonia. His third was the fender breaking underneath him. So realistically, Top Rack hasn't made a mistake. Which or is, if he has made a mistake, he's recovered from it. Yeah, which is rare. You rarely see a rider complete a full season, especially with that many races on the calendar, and not make mm. a single mistake and a single DNF through their own fault. Hmm. Is could one be coming, or is top back just that well rounded, or is is now the hyped up red and array are now going to force top back into a mistake? You know, and if we get That's Alex Slows back, it. it really could throw the cat amongst the pigeons. Because at the end of the day, Alex Slows now needs to step up and start taking points off top rack because he hasn't been doing all year long. He hasn't been doing, and so if we can get a situation where it's you know Redden, Raya, and Alex Slows on the podium. That takes a full 12 points off of top rack if Redding's Raya is first. Mm. But the thing is, can you see realistically see Lowe's doing that when he was declared unfit this weekend? No. I mean, the new next race is in two weeks' time, so we'll have to see. But Yeah, like, realistically, I can't see it. He's he's not quite been there. He's not been there all year, unfit. unfortunately. So, yeah, it's a, it's a three-horse race at the end of the day with the odd occasion of Ronaldo coming in, I imagine. Mm. It's but, Okay, like it's all top rock has to do now is is come home second or thirds and he's got it. Well, because not... he, he realistically he's he's not gonna not win. 
not the, necessarily. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but the thing is, if Reyes winning, say, four of the last races, and mm. Topak's third and second, Ray could probably claw back enough points to take the title still. But could you see Tobrak not winning another race all year? That's mm. the thing. That is a good point. The question is, can we see Topak not making a mistake last the year? Well, he's he's done it so far under mm. intense pressure, so why not? Yeah, it's it's like, very I, interesting. Like he's proven it at the minute that he hasn't made a, a critical error of his own accord. Mm. So if he's continually proven it, i got no reason to doubt him. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's going to be interesting to see how it happens and what happens when it goes down to the wire in Indonesia, because we've got Argentina, then we've got Indonesia. Who's to say it'll go to the wire? Mm, thing is, top right now actually genuinely can win the title next time out, provided yep. he wins all races in Ray DNF, which is very unlikely. Well... Very unlikely Ray crashes out of a race, but mm. he's done it twice in front of Top Rat this year. He's done it a lot this year, to be fair. Yeah. He's done it, I think. Donington. Three, uh, Most as well, he did it. Yeah, Most, see? So, you know, he's just... thrown away some massive points this year that really have meant that, well, mm. that Ray could have won the title if he hadn't. And so it'll be yeah. interesting to just to see how it goes down uh, in Indonesia and, well, may the best man win. And who's to say Redding won't have a say? I can't see him. He's so far back now. But if, say, Top Rat and Ray stack it... Mm. Does bring suddenly, him in, then. Yeah, you know, anything can happen. That's the thing. That's, that's the beauty of bike racing. It's, it's so unpredictable. Well, yeah, like Casey O'Gorman today won the British Talent Cup. And he missed... in seconds. Well, the fact is, he won the title today and mm. missed, I think it was five rounds and clawed back over 91 points to take the title. Yeah. Which well, is he's mental. clearly a class of that field, isn't he? Mm, I've seen his uh, little social media post this weekend. Well, his dad's social media post this weekend, <laughs> which are um, quite hilarious, where his dad's saying that he's not going to get a junior world champion seat next year because Dorner have pulled it out, when in reality, Dorner have actually evaluated the class and the level oh, of the riders yep. and have opted to hand them an, a European Talent Cup seat and, a Reb, and or a Red Bull rookie seat based on yep. their talent, because Junior World Championship, they feel, is not the level there this year. And I, I'd back it. Um, mm. I had a message from another British Talent Cup rider on that post when I shared it. Mm. And um, he said, realistically, it's, nobody's fast enough. And I was like, fair enough, you know? Yeah. At the end of the day, they're like, they even said, like I spoke to one, who said they're, you know, they're two seconds off the pace. So, yeah. And so his dad's trying to get him 150 grand to get a Junior World Championship seat. But at the end of the day... I'd follow Dorna's Dorna's advice, you know. <laughs> over well, look at look at Scott Ogden. Mm. It pays off. It does. I mean, like Eddie Shea did really well last mm. year when he's at the back in the Junior World Championship, and that's no disrespect to Eddie because it's a huge step. And Casey O'Gorman yeah. didn't exactly set the world alight when he did race in the European Talent Cup, anyway. So he was there about don't get me wrong but he wasn't at the level of zero two zero. he wasn't at the front he was like maybe getting around the point you know around po15 yeah he was top tens he wasn't no nothing but again the level's so high that i say nothing amazing but the fact is that level's so high that it you know if you're slightly off the pace you're going to be far back mm, exactly and so it'll be interesting to see where casey government does step up because he is he is rapid like he is really impressive i can't take European. anything away from him yeah, European Talent Cup is the way to go, I think. It is the point. best move. You know, he's 14, he's got years in him, you know, he's 
I don't want to disrespect him or his dad, you know, but his dad needs to just just take a step back and just take what Dorna offer. You know, yeah, you might... Don't get greedy. Yeah, you might be like, oh, no, my kid needs to be in Junior World Championship. What happens if, God forbid, Casey Gorman really struggles next year in the Junior World Championship and his last every race or doesn't even qualify for races and you've just spent time getting 150k to chuck it down the road when there was a free European Town Cup seat on the table. Mm. I, uh, like, Dorna have made some questionable decisions, but I think this one is prudent. Yeah, because their post was, Dorna have taken away all all opportunities for us for next year. And it's like, no, don't word it like that, mate, because then you're making it look like Dorna are the evil people when actually they've just changed it to a European Talent Cup seat and or a Rebel rookie seat. Yeah, I mean, Talent Cup is not exactly a, you know, a second class class, is it? You know, it's very good class. Yeah, like it's been proven. Like Adrian Cruces, mm-hmm. he ran at the front of the European Talent Cup, stepped up to Moto Three, and got a tenth. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you just have to look at the talent in the recent years who have come from the class who've gone on to impress, like Fermin Aldeguer, today's Moto Three winner, Eisen Guevara, for example, as well. David Alonso's yep. now one of the Rebel rookies this year. Yep, or Tolo, who's going to be stepping up to the Moto Three. Yeah. Yeah, probably there's... list so many names. Yeah, but a lot of them have come through the Talent Cup, so it's not a bad route. Javier Artigas was in a champion there. Yep. It's just... Yeah, don't get greedy. Take, yeah. take what's in front of you, because it's the development path Dorna want you to take yeah. for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Dorna know what they're doing, trust me. And that European Talent Cup, like you've just alluded to, can produce some fantastic riders. So, especially if you're getting a good team there. Like... If even if they put them in the British team, that's not a bad setup, especially if then you progress into junior world championship the year later or free with the junior mm. talent team, it's not a bad ride. Whereas you could pay 150k and sit in a back market team who don't have the resources that say a junior world championship team that Dorna could offer do. So mm. that's it. Like he was part of the Kuna setup at the start of the year, wasn't he? Yeah, which are a very and good setup. Hundred percent, but you've got to wonder how much he paid for it. Mm. A lot of money, it's not coming free. So, but, yeah. No, he won by 16 seconds today, you know, he's clearly yeah. the class of our field, but there's, yeah. there's, there's a gap at the end of the day. Yeah, because he was, like, I think he was, like, FP1 is three seconds faster than anyone else, which again is really impressive, but... But he still... It doesn't translate. Everybody else is six seconds off. Yeah, it doesn't translate. Off, you know? Like, you can be fast at Donington, a track that you know well, but as soon as you step in their territory... Uh, you know, Aragon or Catalonia attracts they know well, they'll be three seconds on you, <laughs> especially in the Junior World Championship. And that's it. But, yes. But yeah, it's interesting. But regardless of that, well done, Corey. <laughs> Casey, sorry, mm. I don't know. I'm too tired, man. Well yeah, done. So you still, you know, again, it's a title. Well done, though. Yeah, fair play. And to win the British Talent Cup can boost your career if you make the right decisions, like Scott. as I said, like Scott Ogden. And Josh Watley. You can't forget Josh Watley Josh did race there yeah. as well. Yep. So, you know, it's it, it's clearly designed to push you through. So mm. take where you go, you know? Yeah, even if it's like staying in Britain, like Storm Stacey was there and he's now a British superbike rider. Yeah, still paid to ride bikes at the end of the day. It's not a bad living. Yeah, could be worse. Could be worse. You could be uh, living a... Shit life like us. <laughs> yeah, you could be after you get up in the morning now and go to work. You know, I got a day off, so it's fine for me. But all right, all right, rub it in. <laughs> but yeah, so I want to move on to um, races you have watched in the Grand Prix World Championship. Cause yep. Okay. 
I haven't really watched BSB, I won't lie. I did follow it. Well done, Danny Buchan, for the uh, podium. Mm. Well done, Danny, yep. P2, good man. He, um, he had a mechanical and he had crash race one, P2, and then a DNF in race three due to a mechanical issue. Like, bloody hell, the highs are racing. Highs and lows are racing yeah. there. 100%. This, uh, well, we saw it about the three of the highs and lows are racing in one go, didn't we? And yeah. Danny would have had the same today. So, yeah. Literally, if you're talking about Pedro Acosta, the eyes are racing. Yep. Fucking... Quite literally. Two and a half metres in the air. Yeah, mental. Like, um, he, is, he is incredibly lucky to be alive after he got flung with that arm cut. Aramco. Mm. Armco, yeah. Armco, right. that's it. Aramco is a spot. <laughs> yeah. Armco. Got thrown into a Ramco and landed in a pit of money. <laughs> that's all right. A pit of oil. <laughs> but yeah, like, the Meta Free race today. Oh my God. Like, Salach is still in hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, we should start by saying, go yeah, well soon, Salach. Uh, yeah. Nasty crash. Horrendous. His bloody glove came off. How the hell does that happen? I'm so. I. It happened to Jack Miller as well this weekend. Really? Something to do with the bumps? I don't know, man. Like, but you think, because the gloves are on pretty tight. Like, if you've ever put a mm. motorbike glove on, you know that they are. They are. They're not coming off very easily. Especially with the yeah. two straps that they've got on them. They have to have, like, two straps. Yeah. It's violent, wasn't it? Um, mm. And they'll be made to yeah. measure, like. Yeah, oh, 100%. And, you know, especially as he's got custom gloves. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be... Like, you know they are going to be perfect, like, down to the fingernail length. Yeah, exactly. So for it to literally come off and, like, his knuckles are all grazed off, it's good luck, good thing he didn't land on his front, you know. Ugh. Yeah, well, he was sent... He, like, I when he landed, I thought, oh, that's a broken arm, mm. easily. But he was actually sent to hospital for thorax injuries. Yeah, to his Abdomen neck. and thorax scans. Neck and his upper back, yeah. Yeah, so you know he's still in hospital. He uh he beat himself up quite badly. It didn't look anything too serious like the the incident until he landed. Yeah, and then it was like, like it was just a you know a, a like we I say it so casually, but like a, a, it was a general high side. You know, it was nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, but the landing was ugly. Bent him right round. It was awful. Yeah, so of course that started the first red flag. Yeah, which kicked all of this off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been, I've been trying. I, I still don't know how I explain it without sounding like an idiot. Mm. But obviously, the results have been taken from the first of the two red flags. Mm. So it was as if the second one, which nearly killed three riders, didn't happen. Yeah. So it it was it turned out to be completely pointless having a really ugly incident where you know lots of riders were put at risk. Mm. Because it didn't matter in the long run anyway, because um, according to the sporting regulations, they didn't complete enough laps in the second restart, so they had to take the results from the first one. Yeah, so like three riders nearly died for pretty much nothing. Yeah, for fuck all. It's yeah. just, it's like it. It's weird how it turned out that way, hmm. but it's quite sickening to think that you know we could have had a real serious incident for fuck all. It's mental to see a motor free race, which are always chaotic, in a five lap sprint. A five-lap dash on a track in this state. Oh, yeah, I mean... It's, it, it's dangerous. Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, Guevara, thankfully, was handed the race win, but the crash... I want to ask you a question, actually. Yeah? Was Onshu fully to blame? For the I don't incident? think Onshu was to blame at all, personally. Really? Because 
he took what is the 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 right line, the correct line. Because if you look at the white lines on the side of the track, mm. at the point where the impact was, they actually bend in. Mm. So if you go on that, you trigger the sensor, which gives you a track limits warning. So you stay out of it. Mm. Onshu didn't move. Like he, he any, did. <laughs> yeah, like that. Let me rephrase. He didn't make a sudden movement that was unexpected because it was his usual line. Well, yeah, because he was moving over, but it wasn't like his snap. It was like no, it was slowly. literally the, it was the racing line. Mm. Like I, honestly, I think if they punish him for this, like it was a horrible incident. But if they punish Onchu for this, that would be unjustified. I think he was, I, was like a... you know as you like you know as well as I do. Like on this pod, we we champion safety as much as we possibly can. Mm. But on, but when no one's at fault, it needs to be said. Well, that's the thing, like, because obviously Onshu was moving over to get behind the slipstream of the rider ahead, I think was Toba. And mm. Akos Al, Alcoba was just yeah, behind. And obviously mm. Alcoba's front wheel collided with, uh, I can't get my words right, with Onshu's rear tyre. And obviously flicked Alcoba over the handlebars and into the track. But yep. Alcoba could have moved over a bit or he yeah, could have Al- rolled off a tiny bit. Yeah, like, it, it It wasn't enough of a move to be unexpected and, like, freak you out. You, you would have yeah. seen Onchu was drifting. Moving over, yeah. It wasn't like a slip, like, literally no. bashed over. It, it was moving over at a slow... Like, obviously, bait. it's split-second decisions and all that at, mm. at really high speeds. Well, they've got the reactions for it. That's literally what they're trained for. Mm. Yeah, like it's it's normal speeds to them. Like, mm. well, we would be at thirty mile an hour, but the fact of the matter is that it's so unpredictable in a slipstream mm. because you just can't legislate for a slipstream effect because you don't get to practice it the same every single lap. No, yeah, and I think that I think he was just sucked in by the fact that it was a two bike slipstream and he hit on you, like. Honchu doesn't need punishing. I've like some people have said Honchu needs a ban. Yeah, people say jail time. Like no way. Like he, he did nothing wrong at the end of the day. He just took. He was the rider in front. He took his normal line. Mm, if anything, I think Alcoba was more in the wrong. I'd say it was maybe fifty-fifty. But yeah, like if if anybody's going to be punished, it should be um Alcoba because he was he was more irresponsible mm. by not accounting for the fact that. The normal line is to drift across the track. Yeah, you kind of. Oh, I don't know. It's tricky when you're not there, like you're not a mm. rider. But you know, with Alcova, the tracks. It's half the tracks fault as well because you come out of that, you go, you you turn in right on the straight. It's not a straight. It's like a kink, you know. Mm. And the the normal line is to hug the side of the track and then drift across in the braking zone to get wide for the next left hand turn. Well, no, because they always, obviously, when they come out the corner, they always, if they come out of a right corner, they obviously always drift over to the left before coming over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. But then, but then, like, the kink is turning right into a left-hand turn. Mm. So you're naturally going to go right on the track mm. anyway. Yeah. Like, so I, I see no reason to punish anyone. It was absolutely scary. And I I do think that it, sh- it was, shouldn't have been restarted. Hmm. Because a five lap dash on a track in that state is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's tricky because but... obviously they had seven laps and Salach went down. So 
You understand that, but a 10-lap race would have been better. A 10-lap race probably wouldn't have caused so many issues because riders weren't so desperate to make up positions as quickly as they could. But then yeah. you obviously saw Alcoba crash, miraculously be okay. Obviously, Mino's bike hit it and slung him up. And then Alcosta came in and just went flying up in the air. And thankfully, oh somehow... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Denis Onchu has been suspended for the next two Grand Prix for causing the incident in Moto3 today. Oh my god. Jeez. What? Is that official? Official? Oh my god. Have a look. What? Oh, that's fucking laughable. Yeah, I've got it here. That is mental. That is laughable. That is... Boah. Sorry, I only just realised because my phone's been going insane. Yeah, they were, yeah, it was in 20 minutes ago. Bloody hell. Oh, that's a joke, man. That's mad. <laughs> well, that, I, I'd suggest that's a wrong decision. That That is a knee-jerk reaction, that is, to a, a big incident. That I would suggest that's through rider pressure. Could be, yeah. Well, Marcos Ramirez says that, said that um, a rider, he didn't name the rider, should be like banned for a long time. I just he didn't he didn't do anything out of the ordinary. That's the that's the thing, is mm. I I just don't understand that. Mm. But I know on the Grand Prix Commission, so what can I say? Yeah, Dorna are very helpful as well. They've said that Sarch has been declared unfit following an examination in hospital. Well that's helpful. He's in hospital, of course he's not fit. <laughs> but yeah. Um anyway, so that's yeah. It's two Grand Prix though, that's Harsh. That's very harsh. Who are they going to get? Obviously, Holgado will come in then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Because <laughs> obviously, he's been confirmed for next year with the Tech 3 team. That's, yeah. So, that at least answers that question of what's going to happen. But yeah. as I was saying, like, fair play to the riders behind for their reactions when you had Mino, Alcoba, and Acosta all in the track. And somehow they managed to avoid them, get past them, and not hit them because it could have so easily been Al Cobra flung to the right and a rider running him over. At those yeah. speeds as well, on the straight. Oh, he would have been mid-speed, wouldn't he? Like, yeah. No other way to put it, we would have been having yet another minute silence. Mm, it's terrible. Like, he, I think Al Cobra actually was very smart and hid behind his bike. Well, I don't think he did that on purpose. I'm not going to lie, but... <laughs> I. I think he, well, no, obviously, like he did know, not he do it on purpose, mate. Yeah. But <laughs> as soon as he saw the bike was behind him, he sort of cocooned himself, and that, yeah. that's where he was smart. Yeah, like, obviously, he didn't plan to go behind the bike, but once he knew what was happening, mm. you could see he sort of just went, "Oh shit!" and ducked behind it. Which good thinking. Mm. Yeah, because if he, if it'd been the other way around, he would that would have been it. Like, yeah, exactly, and. I mean, you saw the photos of the... If you haven't seen the photos, actually, go to the Sky Italia Instagram yeah, Sky page. Sported, Sky Sports Italy. The, they've got like loads of photos of Mino's suit, and oh my God, it's destroyed. But like, fair play to... I did the race report, but I wasn't really in the mood to actually write anything about the race because I was that like annoyed. So I just basically shouted out all their protective equipment. But, yeah. you know, like fair play to Day and Easy, mate, because that... His suit literally was worn all the way through, all the way over, and yet it was still, you couldn't see any skin still. And, like, 
the way Alpine Stars make their suits, I'm not disrespecting Alpine Stars because they did a splendid job as well today. But Alpine Stars, they print the design straight onto the leather, whereas Danese yeah. will make the suit and then hand, like hand sew or sew in like the patches onto the suit. And you saw on like Minyu's suit when he went on his front, the the patch had kind of worn away, but the leather underneath was fine. Yes. I, was just, I just thought that was a cool little... Uh... <laughs> yeah, um, you could see it was a... Every, I, like, we got a shout at every single one of their, like... Because what was it? Uh, Pedro's got MT helmets. And Alpine Star suit gloves. Alpine Star suits, yep. Mino, AGV, and Danies. For, like, suit glove boots. And then Al- Alcoba is shark helmet. Shark lid. Revlet. Still looking for that sponsorship. Yeah, he's got the Revit gloves suit and TCX boot. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to every single one of those for keeping all those riders safe. Yeah, because they, they all do an amazing job, but it just shows, like, wear some good kit. You know, you see, like, you see people around in crappy suits or dodgy suits just because they've got the Repsol logos on them or whatever, and it's like, yeah, is it really worth it, mate? <laughs> yeah, it's probably made of, like, dog or something. Yeah, because the thing is, like, Mino's arm had like a hole in it on a suit like if i was bare skin mate it it lost his arm I'm not even joking no 100 percent. but um like it's just safety equipment has come so far that for incidents like that this like the airbags like, played a pivotal role the airbags today 100 percent. like what an amazing piece of technology yeah it's it's actually just when you sit back and think about it it's like good god like mm. well done yeah, like, fair play. You know, like, yes. these carbon helmets, like, carbon's four times stronger than steel. So yeah. their heads are very well protected as well. Yeah, the only thing you can't protect is the squishy bit in the middle from hitting the skull, isn't it? But yeah. no helmet's going to be able to do that. Mm, it's, Short it's... of drilling in and securing your brain from where it is. Yeah, because, like, you had... Could happen, like... You had the crash, and then they were instantly up on their feet, and you just... It, it was nice to just have that and, you know, completely instantly erode any, like worry of the riders and if they were all right especially after the recent events you know yeah that's it but yeah it was um, nice. on a lighter note yeah one thing i did love was um you know when they found out that uh Guevara had been given the win mm. did you see gino borsai running down pit lane with the rule the book, in his rule book. <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was amazing to yeah. be honest like the, the way his face, he, he just knew he'd had, he'd had everybody's pants down with it. I He's love like, it. Yes. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like, it took me a while to figure out what it was. And then, and then someone said, Oh, it's the rule book. And I was like, Oh, shit, of course it is. Yeah. It was um interesting one for Guevara. Obviously, it's funny, actually. We haven't actually said the predictions, funny enough. I'll say those now very quickly. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've taken an oath now not to predict Izan anymore because every time I did, he did shit. Yeah. And then. So you went Foggia, Mino, Antonelli, which you got one of. Yeah. And I got Foggia, Garcia, who didn't race, and Antonelli. So Foggia again, who continued his 100% record of the podium yeah. until zero. He, he's going to end up a pub quiz cryptic question, 100%. Like, the fact that the we had all this shit going on, and yet he still got a bloody podium. <laughs> yeah. He's, um, it's a... Uh, is the title swinging? Well, I think it, the balance is tipping. 30 points now. I said this about three races ago, and you're like, oh, I think it's too far. Mm. 
75 to grab, 75 points up for grabs. But um, yes. you know, you've been banging on about Aizen all this year, and I know I have a little bit as well, but you're, you've are you been his like, number one fan for a while. Um, and, yep. you know, <laughs> the one time you don't... I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say it, but... I yeah, told this, you. <laughs> but um, honestly, like, it, it wasn't a difficult prediction to say that he was going to win this year. Hmm. That's the thing. It wasn't out there. It wasn't outrageous. Like it was. It's not like saying Petrucci's going to win this year. You know. Yeah. Like no offense to Petrux, but he's just. They, they, there's no chance, is there? No. Uh, but like, Izan's just, you know, much like Fermin and and a couple of other riders coming through. He's a once in a generation talent. Yeah, he's definitely. So he was like always going to win. Yeah, he was superb today. To be fair, and your mate John McPhee got on the box as well. Yeah, um, you know, fully deserved. Mm. He uh, he was there for both restarts at the end of the day. Yeah, he did well. I was so, gutted you know, for um, Arthur. Fully deserved. Yeah. Um, it's fair, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was so close. Yeah, He'd been milliseconds later, we would be raving about the start of the year from Artigas. Yeah, because he... It's literally um, that close. He could have won again if it wasn't for that, which is a big shame for him, but if you don't... yeah. He made the jump start, so he has to deal with that. Yeah, at the end of the day, he broke the rules and paid the price of a double long lap. Yeah. But it um, was... I was quite surprised as well, because uh, I was under the impression that double long laps had to be taken one after the other. No, you can just do it, do one, and then just do another whenever you feel like it, as long as it's within like the specified time zone. Yeah, you've got five laps in it. Yeah, Think so. Something like that, but like I, I was always under the impression that they had to be consecutive. So hmm. I was very surprised at that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really fully know how it works. So sorry about that. We end Messia fourth as well, with Onsu in fifth as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, fair. Hmm. But because obviously the results were taken from the first red flag. Yeah. So, you know, like the fact that the incident happened, it uh, it doesn't matter. It, me- it means nothing. It's, it's stricken off the record as far as everybody's concerned. Like, we'll yeah. look back. If, like, someone in 2063 now wants to look back and at this race, yeah, they'll just see the first race and it was red flagged and that's it. Mm. In the record books, you know, they won another full story. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But um, I want to move on to Moto2 now. Yeah, um, quite enjoyed Moto Two. I didn't really watch it to be honest. Can't I? But well, we all me. know I'm. I'm like. I think I'm the only guy who likes Moto Two in the world. <laughs> so you know. Yeah, but um, yeah, chaos, drama, Remy Gardner. Yeah, Rem Dog's feeling the pressure. I think. Yeah, he's um dropping points, man. Twenty five points he's dropped now to his um, obscenely impressive Ralph Fernandez, who yeah. only has. Didn't come here last year and only yes. was here as a rookie in his third of a race in Moto 3 and has come mm-hmm. here, obviously, is now a Moto 2 rookie, led FP1, FP2, FP3, qualified on pole, led the warm up and led every single lap in the race. Talk about domination. Just like, there's no other way to put it. it it's just an absolute slapping of the field, isn't it? Decimation, you know? Yeah. I like, guess it's crazy. <laughs> Fair play to him. <laughs> like, well, you know, the company he's keeping is now officially Mark Marquez. Mm, which is That's massive. the level. <laughs> yeah, he's just uh, something else, man. And 
it sucks to see Remy struggling, but at the end of the day, when you've got a teammate as good as that, who really is a rookie, he doesn't really have anything to lose. He's still a rookie. You know, he's not there to fight for the title. So as far as Raul's concerned, he's just there to race. Yeah, that's it. He's just there to basically have a jolly until he's on the MotoGP bike, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the thing. As, I, as I said to you um, off here, uh, obviously, since the KTM RC16 tests at Mizano, the MotoGP tests, mm. where Raul actually beat Remy, suddenly the balance of power has swung, hasn't it? Mm, it's weird, the, the RC16 tests. I think it's proven that, no disrespect to Remy, but Raul will probably next year adapt very quickly. And be at the if level he hasn't already very quickly, yeah. Like he probably already is at the level because Remy might be like a Luca Marini and just take a few more rounds, a bit longer to adapt. But he will get there hundred percent. But I think mm. Raul will literally hop on it, swing his leg over it, and a Qatar be like top ten. Yeah, that's it. And it's quite like Remy's confidence has took a hit from that. It's visible. Mm. You, 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 you can like, see it on his face. Yeah, he would deny it like till the cows come on, but the fact is you can see it. Yeah, you can literally look at his face and you can see that it's getting to him a little bit. Yeah, suddenly he was the one everybody was raving about. He was the KTM Golden Boy, you know, first one announced to go up to Boat GP. Hmm. And now suddenly Raul's coming, he's gone quicker at the at the test and Seven all of a sudden you're thinking, Yep, like your match Mark Marquez for rookie wins in a single season, and suddenly you're thinking Oh shit! <laughs> mm, that's the thing. Fucking hell, this guy's coming. Yeah, it's mad, really, because like I don't know, we just never expected it to be honest. But the thing is, as well, we knew we'd do well, but yeah. this well, yeah. I like if we're being completely honest, I don't think even Real Fernandez thought he'd do this well. No way! No way! No way that like, he thought he'd you've got to pick yourself well. up in that. But yeah. And I, I don't think in his wildest dreams he thought he would get anything other than maybe one win. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you expect from a rookie at the end of the day. Probably excited to do two years again in the class and then maybe progress with KTM as or even on the Yamaha. Yeah. As we've said many, many times, take Raul Fernandez out of the equation and the rookies this season are actually probably a bit higher than what we'd expect. The rookies this season have been absolutely outstanding from like Tony yeah. Abelino, Igora, uh, yeah. Cameron Bobia. Podiums. The only other rookie podium has been Ayagura. Yeah, you know, like that's the level. Like they've done really well, but to take three consecutive race wins as a rookie, <laughs> piss take. Absolute piss take. You know, and he's yeah. he's literally just taking the mick. And the fact yeah. of the matter is, he has only had two DNFs all year long, and he's only nine points off his teammate. Mm-hmm. Whereas his teammate's now taking one and dropped a significant amount of points to the point where he may lose a title over it. You know, like yeah, Remy it's... was happy a few rounds ago to just, oh, I'll finish second, I'll finish second, I'll finish second. And then suddenly, oh shit. Just gonna... Now he's like, shit, now I have to finish first now. But can can he be beaten? You know, we're going back to a track <laughs> in a few weeks' time that Raul has already won at. The next two he's already won at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, he's already won at the next two rounds. Like, he is year. untouchable at Portimo. Yeah. Like, that was his first win. I, I called it. If yeah. you remember, I actually called him to win, and, mm. I was, and it was like risky at the time. Mm. Looking back, it wasn't. I, I I genuinely think this title is as good as Raul's, barring a mistake, which is possible because you know rookie. Well, but all he needs now with two attracts that he's beat on. Well, he if goes. He, yeah, if he repeats what he's already done this year and wins the next two races, even if Remy's second, the title will then swing to Raul with one point going into Valencia. 
<laughs> See, now that would be fireworks. That would be Because so Raul is excellent around Valencia. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and like Remy's good first, as well. If I'm not mistaken, he took his first TV win at Valencia. I think so. And then he did his wild card replacing Maria Herrera at Valencia, finished 11th place, which is better than Maria Herrera's result all yeah, year long. That's it, yeah. yeah. He knows his way around <laughs> Valencia as well. Like This could... I think it's Raul's. I think it's Raul's. If we did, you know, I mean, yeah, Remy Garner did win at Portimao last year. So, and who's to say Bez won a feature at Mizano and split them, yeah. for example? And as um, or DG Fabio DG as well, who's announced today that he is back and that we all know yep. it. <laughs> yep, in Spanish, even though it's Italian. <laughs> I think he needs to shave his beard though. He looks like he's just stuck his pubes to his face. <laughs> he looks a bit. It looks Italian. <laughs> yeah, like genuinely. It's like someone shaved a dog and stuck it on him. Like, yeah, like, give me uh, some of the facial hair, you know? That was the worst Italian accent I've ever used. I was trying to do Good fucking day. French or whatever because he's speaking Italian, Fre- Italian, Spanish earlier. So I was like, yeah, just add another uh, nationality to the roster. Fucking hell. Yeah, that that, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was not anything. That's the problem. That was yeah. just... That was just like a mix of crap accents. Can I use the excuse that I'm tired, or is that is that played out now? Yeah, use the excuse that you're stupid. No, that's fair. Oh, yeah, and big bloody shout-out to Cameron Bobier in fifth place. I was just going to Cam, yeah. Big man Cam. Petition for American Racing to keep that livery and keep it wow. next year as well. That was fire, mate. Fucking yeah, fire. I, uh, I was nursing a chubby when I looked at it. I was like, <laughs> it, that thing was fucking gorgeous. Wasn't I? I what know. the fuck was that? Oh, it was gorgeous. Oh, shut up, mate. It was fucking lovely, though, let's be honest. Yeah, it was. Like, it was really it, nice. It makes you realise just how boring their standard livery is. Yeah, their livery is pretty shit. I can't lie. I, I love the number on the tail unit of their livery, but other than that, it's, it's, it's just a fucking Italtrans ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly more purple Italians. Like, all it is, oh, yeah. let's get this Italians livery and make it a bit American. Put a red stripe yeah. on it. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Purplify it a little bit. Yeah. Jumps a good in. Sick. But yeah, I did like but... the uh, what's his name? Raul. No, not fucking Raul. Marcos, Marcos Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, the American. They had the American um, elbow sliders. Magnus or yeah. some elbow sliders. Oh, that yeah, is yeah, sick. And, um... And he obviously he ran the livery as well because American race and yeah. with his fluorescent yellow numbers it looked fire. It popped. But yeah, Cam looked really good. Um, he can now say no matter what happens, he can tell his grandkids later down the line. I led a motor two race. I beat. What's let's have a look. I beat Joe Roberts. I beat the old great halfish. Pretty straight. <laughs> Everybody who finished in front of him. Will probably be a MotoGP in the next two years. Hundred percent. Well, like Augusto, three of them already are. Yeah, that's it. Like that's why I said next two years. Obviously, Augusto isn't going out. Yeah, I know. But you know, when he wins the title for IO next year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, man. Like Cameron has proven today that it's just the fact that track knowledge is hindering him, not his ability. Yeah, like he's proven he belongs. Yeah, but we knew anyway. But mm. like, with my prediction, I went the wrong American. You did. Fucking Joe Roberts, mate, has had a bloody nightmare again. Yeah, like I said last last predictions, if he can't do well here, he can't do well anyway. I think him and Italians are fucked. 
Yeah, because he said like that he had options for elsewhere, but chose not to because he wanted to finish what he'd done. And my bro, fucking finish your career before it ends you. Yeah, that's right. Exactly what I was just about to say is the the finish what you started. The only thing that's going to finish is the relationship with him out on his year and not on a bike. Yeah, exactly. It it can't continue the way it is. Like, like, what's happened? Hmm. You know, it's... It's it's sad to see, like f- going from uh, being offered a MotoGP ride with Aprilia, yeah, to finishing twenty, what was it, twenty fifth yeah. in his home race? No, he's um, what was he, eighteenth? Eighteenth at his home race, outside of the points, at his home race in which his rookie fellow American came fifth. Hmm. Yeah, it's exactly. not good enough. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's not It's not what you expect from a rider of his level, you know? Yeah, a rider of his calibre should be challenging at least in the top eight every single time. Yeah. On what, let's not forget, because nobody's won the title right now, it's still the reigning champion's bike mm. team. Yeah. Like, it's not good enough. It's just not good enough, and he, he needs to go. Like, yeah. I hate to see teams and riders split. Mm. But... I, I see no reason to stay at Italians at this point. No, I don't either. It's, it's doing it's more just harm than a good. dead horse, isn't it? Yeah, it's doing more harm than good now. So. Yeah, it literally is is beating a dead horse because mm. you're not going to get fuck all out of it. Yeah, exactly. But um, I just want to add something random as well. Um, I got a message from a motor free rider. I won't name a name just in case, but they sent me actually a load of photos of their suit from today. Right. And they were hit by a rider. I'm not going to name the same of the name of the rider just in case. But their right. suit is fucked, mate. But like in a good way, in the fact that it could have been much worse. Like there is where the shoulder. Send it to me. Just, you are? Send it to me. Yeah, well, actually. Um, but like where the suit could have been like really damaged. Where, like, literally he could have had some serious, like, damage. His suit has mm. protected him, you know, and the riders come out and said that he said basically that my suit company, I won't name him just in case, uh, is one of the best. Nothing happened with said rider rolling, running over me at turn 18. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, that is some damage, isn't it? Bloody hell. And yet, somehow, he was fine. Because the suit protected him. Like, look at all the holes in the suit. Sorry for the people who are listening to this podcast. Yeah, obviously, we don't like to see, but look at the hump. Fucking hell. Yeah, there's literally like, a hole in the hump and, like, tyre damage everywhere. But the rider was completely fine. That's good. Like, and, to see that. Yeah, like, the holes all over the suit. But again, the rider's completely fine. Obviously, we didn't, we didn't see what happened. So, no, for some like, reason. That's, yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Fuck me. <laughs> Yeah, so fair play to all these guys who are, to, you know, helping to protect these riders because it, it's, it's proof that it worked. A few years ago, the suit probably would have ripped open and the rider been exposed to all sorts of gravel damage. You know, like, we never, ever, ever hear of skin grafts anymore. No, that's it. Like, it, it takes a... the. It takes a rare occurrence. Like, yeah. the last thing you can think of is a PG. Mm. Mm. And... The, that was an that was a fire problem. That was a fire. That's what it takes now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember, like, when I started listening, watching YouTube, bloody watching about GP, and, like, what's his name? 
Randy Depunier to have skin grafts and James Toseland to have skin grafts and now it's very rare. Like they get road rash, of course, because the friction inside the suit when you are sliding down the road will cause issues. And Rossi himself has had has got road rash right now from an issue at the um, the ranch. But he's wearing motocross gear, so you can kind of expect it. But yeah, that ain't gonna protect you, is it? No, exactly. But you know, so these suits, yeah, just fair play. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I'm uh, I'm impressed with that. Yeah, mad. But like. You know, that's one of the top brands as well. That's like one of the... Yeah, it, it had a, a guy messaging you on Instagram saying, hey, we manufacture high-quality suits. No, it's not <laughs> one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like, you know, so it just shows the level. So, yeah, big, big um, shout-out yeah. to all those guys who are working to... I think it's worth mentioning as well. Um, good Big shout-out to the homologation tests because mm. they clearly prove, like... They are the best. Yeah. Like, you don't pass it unless you go the best. Schubert, you know, they make F1 helmets. They had the they rookies pass. contract. Yeah, and they did not pass the homologation test a while back. So yeah. if, if your product is inferior, which mm. we can say it is because it didn't pass the test. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like put they, it out it there. It has now. I don't want to put it out there because I don't want to get a bloody um, a lawsuit on us. They Their helmet is safe, but they didn't yes. pass because they were causing issues with like manufacturing and actually supplying the helmets. <laughs> yes. But for whatever reason, they didn't get the homologation. And what loads of riders did. had to like what's his name? Channel Jessica Onsu Raff- was the biggest, wasn't he? Yeah, the Onsu's had to drop it. Um what's his face? Uh, Jessica Raffin had to drop it as well. Joe Roberts had to drop it for HJC. Yeah, they they are at the end of the day, they are F one manufacturer helmets. There's no doubt that they are safe. Michael Schumacher wore them. Yeah. But they didn't pass the homologation, therefore, sorry, I'm allowed to say it, it was an inferior product because of whatever reason. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah, and so, you and know, then, it works in the day. Yeah, so, you know, big ups to the FIM for these tests. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, yeah, back on to Meta 2. <laughs> we had, like... I think, on I the think quali- people don't give a shit about the tangents at this point. They sort of expect them. Yeah, they're like, we're just chow like, shit. Yeah, like I had a nice message, didn't I? You talk about cocaine all the time. Oh, yeah. I just oh, want to put it out there. I'm trying to get sponsored by the country of Peru. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I was meant to do a bloody intro. I was like, oh, weird. This podcast is now now sponsored was... by Paolo Escobar. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking for some of the finest Bolivian to sponsor me. I am, That's so it. I don't have to work, but. Yeah. Well, yeah, um... it's. Not happening so far. We haven't managed to wedge cocaine into this episode, so we're doing all right. Well, I just did, but yeah. You know. True, true, true. But like, so with today's Motor 2 race, if I go through the thing, there's one, two, three, four rookies in the top 10. And in qualifying, five of the 10 top 10 were rookies. Yep. Which is mad. So, yeah, it just goes to show, doesn't it, that perhaps having a bit more power mm. and a bit more line choice. With yep. a different type of engine compared to that Honda has made all the difference. Yeah. Because they still don't have traction control. Mm. You know, they, they it's still all in their wrist. Like, yeah. obviously, they've got certain amounts of electronic stability programs, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they don't have outright traction control. Like, nothing, nothing's changed in that regard. No, it's still pretty much just... Well, the traction they control is their... still discs. It's their wrist. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it just goes to show that a different type of engine with more line choice gives you more freedom to learn yeah 
Exactly. And you know, big ups to Triumph and Extreme Pro for actually making the engines like near bulletproof. Like yeah, I say that with loose. two misfires today. <laughs> yeah. But how rare is that? Very, very rare. The only rider I've seen blow up an engine on in the Triumph era this year has been Jorge Navarro. Mm, and yeah. that's because he keeps getting fined by Extreme Pro because he's over revving it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yes. Fucking so, that case. Yeah, so you know, like they they are bulletproof, so something went tits up. I I reckon I I put it in thing. I reckon um the bumps knock some electronic loose. I do. Yeah, hundred percent. Because it was only a misfire. I reckon it was something electronic as opposed to engine. Hmm. But it was Mar- uh, Marshall Schroeder and Sam Lowe's. They both had to pull out for the same issue. Yeah, it's it's scary to be honest. But. Mm. You know, these riders, you know, if they're, you're, like, battling for a championship and then suddenly, bang. Yeah. Like, imagine <laughs> it happened to Raul. Oh, mate. <laughs> but no. he is a fucking scary man. Imagine his anger after that. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's if you fucked the cocaine, yeah. he's a car- he looks like a cartel <laughs> member, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Well, like... Like, if, if he if he come up to you, right, with a 10 bag, you'd think, oh, that's good shit. Mm. There we go, the drug talk. But, like, you know, like... <laughs> You saw Eisen Guevara's little kickoff today. Like, if that was Raul Fernandez, holy shit, the the whole pit walls would be yeah. coming down. The bloody yeah. um, KTM motorhome it would be nothing left yeah. of it. Yeah, he would trash the place. Wouldn't he? Like, he's on nil, cheer one. Yeah, fucking hell, he, he really did. He How fell over. Didn't lose he? to a fucking chair. He kicked the chair and fucking stacked. How do you lose to a chair? Did you like the meme I made? It wasn't bad. I'll be honest. It wasn't. I did chuckle. Uh, to, I, I just, I'm more concerned about how he lost the chair. Like, a chair doesn't move, you know. You know what to expect. <laughs> and he still fucking lost. Fucking <laughs> okay, no. At least he won the race. That's the same thing. Yeah. He'll definitely yeah, get telling off for that, though. Fucking no. hell. Yeah, someone's... There's a lot of people saying, oh, I didn't like that because... Yeah, he's a spoiled he's... brat. Like, imagine you just come that close after... Shed loads of fourth places and your rear shock had laid down of all things. Yeah, like when was the last time we seen a rear shock explode? Very rare, unless it like, probably has happened a few times this year. We've just not known about. Well, it's near impossible to ride with a collapse shock. Is it? Fair. Yeah, like it, it. You know, they one can go a bit funny and you mm. can maybe get away with it, but a collapse shock, like you could see, is he barely put any pressure on the back and he just went yeah, straight just down, drop him on it. Yeah, so. You know, like that's near impossible to ride with. It will affect you, and I can't think of the last time I saw a shock lapse. Poor guy. So you, he must have been thinking, "Oh my god, what have I got to do?" Like, yeah, exactly, because he's been so close. But you know, he did win the race. But back to Ralph Fernandez. Yeah, that man is fucking scary. Like in, like even his oh, interviews and stuff. Like him. he's got a dark, deep voice as well, and you're like, yeah. "Oh my god!" Like he is scary. Like I know some stories about him. Already, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I wouldn't fuck with him. No way, man. <laughs> you could see him like doing, like, you know, the Scarface end scene where he's like, say hello to my little friend. No, I've never seen Scarface. Oh, sort your life out. Good <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't watch movies, man. I don't watch movies, but Scarface. Mate, I could give you a list of he... like really good movies I've never watched, and you'd be stunned. Like, Pulp Fiction, I've never seen. The same. I, I don't oh. watch films, but Scarface. I did, and trust me, do it. What about like, like the Godfather? Have you seen all those? Nope. Oh, that's fine then. Okay, we're in the similar, similar yeah, page just, then. Trust me, Scarface, amazing. But there's a bit at the end where he's like, sell out to my little friend. They shoot through the door, mm. and I could see Ralph Fernandez doing that. 
just just blasted a fucking rocket launcher out, didn't he? Like, <laughs> like if he's pissed off, bloody hell, you want to stay right away? Because like... yeah, like that's why I thought Fanati was a brave man fighting his brother. Because <laughs> imagine you know you just there, you scrapping with his brother, and then all of a sudden you turn around, Raul's just coming at you, Andrew Malloa. Yeah, you shit a brick. Like apparently, um, Adrian's been a little shit when that happened. Yeah. Which I'm yeah. not surprised about, to be honest. But actually, speaking of Fanati, obviously he has signed to go back to Moto 2. Yes. Um, yeah, well, that's what I was bringing up for you. With the <laughs> yeah. um, Speed, up. Speed Up squad, which is great for him. Um, it's in Yari at this point, clearly. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm kind of slowly but surely warming to him a little bit, I won't lie. He, he does seem to have sorted his shit out, doesn't he? Like... How do you put it in a way that doesn't seem horrible to him? Like, I think he's still a dick, and that'll never go away. But he's not as much of a dick as he was. So yeah, I get you. I get you. I mean, he's he's definitely kind of turned it around, if that makes sense. You know, his um, his anger's not as bad. You don't really see it, it as bad on track anymore, and I think he has kind of come to terms of how lucky he is yeah and realize that no actually he has been gifted he's just matured yeah i think so he's quite old now anyway so yeah that's it like well he's like he's ancient at this point 26 i think something like that yeah like he's ancient in motor two to motor three terms yeah he is he's a veteran of the class now yeah um he and the best thing is, speed up have saved money because they don't have to change the number vinyls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just continue with number 55. Yeah. Is it because there's no number 5 in Motor 2, is there? No. Oh, I don't think so. Locatelli used it, but obviously not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's number 5, so... Hmm. Yeah, he might go back to 5, but all they got to do is cut one of the 5s off. It's not hard. Too much. But yeah, people are still bad. Like, obviously, the, the main theme on the posters oh watch out everybody else with your break levers <laughs> yeah. original that's the thing now but um yeah I'm, I'm happy for him so yeah i want to move to motor gp now yeah um mark mark yes mark mark yes can i just put it out there yeah everybody's saying oh it's a one-off he's won two races now <laughs> and he's got a podium at <laughs> Aragon as yeah. well. It's not a. Is that a two-off or a one-off? I don't know, mate. We just what these like people do, right? Is they move the goalposts. So every time Marquez achieves something more, they move the goalposts to downplay his mm. achievements. Marquez, yeah. oh, he's won nine titles. Oh yeah, but he hasn't won ten. Wins ten titles. Yeah. Oh yeah, but Agostini's got fifteen. <laughs> yeah, he went. Marquez went to Tenerife. Well, why didn't he go to eleven a reef? Yeah. <laughs> Like the goalposts no, to a... just move, like you know, Marcus has had two stunning victories this year. Because and the podium. one thing, the one thing I have seen that you know is sort of fair for once. Hmm. He still needs to do it on right hand turn, right hand tracks. Mizano, mate, trust me, yeah. right? Yes, Mizano, he's gonna do it. It's coming. Yeah, like, he's coming. Hundred percent coming. But that is a fair point, right now, because you still can't truly say his shoulders get it back to where it is because he hasn't done he hasn't won at the right hand track of course yet. yeah is is one lap the fact that he's now got a front row as well will be confidence inspiring yes. he's, yeah, he is, I, he's i would be alarmed if i was the field like you you know he's coming back because people are getting salty 
yes, people are starting to hate the game. Yeah. And nobody likes success. Yeah. People shit on you if you're successful. You could cure, create the cure for cancer and someone will have an issue with it. Yeah, that's it. They'd be like, oh, why is it in fucking vaccine form? Scared of needles. Yeah. So, yeah, so Marquez is, um, he's definitely coming back though. 2022. Oh, yeah. Fabio needs yeah. to watch out. He's got, he's got some, uh, some trouble. Trouble's coming. Yeah. 100%. And it'll be it's it's funny actually. You um Fabio is yet to beat Marquez in a one on one because he had the chance today but couldn't match his consistency. Yep, and that's it. Uh, Mark was the only rider consistently in the two or fours. Yeah, he was very consistent. Like fair play to Fabio. He probably was just thinking about the title. Like to be to be real, like he was probably thinking about the title and being like, What's the fucking point of pushing? For 25 points when I've got 20 on the cards and I can only gain 5 more when I'll already have X amount at Mazzano where I come in the title Would you want to dice with Mark Marquez at Cota when the title's on the line? Because yeah. I fucking wouldn't No <laughs> way You know, so you know, now he's done the smart thing and he can now win the title at Mazzano so Yeah, like it, it's match point now and that's Is he going to crack or no? Because I this can't is a different Fabio now. this year. Yeah, he's a new breed of Fabio now. He's Fabio 2.0. <laughs> Fabi 2.0. Question is, will he use the number one play next year? <laughs> no, you, you don't know, do you? It's just not a done thing anymore because oh, you've got your brands. It does me in. Like, you, you've got your own brands at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, but you know, Imagine saying VR1. Sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then... Um, and I'd like to see the the donut on the podium as well. He's yeah, stuck um, his uh, promise of Jet Lawrence. But Jet Lawrence, Seventeen is doing his dancing, yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I, I waited in for that. Mm, maybe um, there's a video somewhere. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, Red Bull will make him do it. 100%, because it's nice PR and clicks, you know. It is, and it's nice mm. to see as well. Jet Lawrence got his brother Law, Hunter uh, Red Bull sponsorship as well, which was nice to see. Uh, Hunter was supposedly supposed to have it this year, but didn't. So oh, okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it was a uh, one of them things. Um, mm. but I think the problem we've got now is how many more stupid bets are we gonna have on the podium? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. It's funny to see it adds a little dynamic to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If you if you don't win, you've got to eat a jelly deal or something. Yeah, you got to fucking I don't know. Did, did you see Fabio's boots and gloves for Chase Sexton? Yes. They were fire. Appistars killed it. Boots and gloves and boots and gloves and boots and gloves. <laughs> I'm annoyed though because bloody Ralph Fernandez got custom special gloves and boots this weekend, but Cameron Bobier didn't, even though he's previously had them in his career. Yeah, last year he had them. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Maybe he didn't want them. Mate, doubt it. Well, you never know. Maybe he just sort of wanted to fly under the radar that America Racing fucked everything anyway, but a special livery. Yeah, maybe. Like, oh, look nice. Nobody's looking at me. I'm going to do well. Oh, shit in hell. Look at that. Mm, yeah, it's just a bit mad to be fair, but um, back to the actual race. Um, yeah, boring as shit. It was pretty boring. Do you think there was... Like, okay. I was like, this is the problem now, is... Uh, we, we've almost forgotten what Mark Marquez does to a field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, after like such a thrill in 2020, Marquez is winning and we're like, oh yeah, this is what it's like. Yeah, you almost forget. And it's not Mark's fault. 
no you know if if he's the best that's that's his problem not anybody else's like you know you, you've got to deal with it exactly that's just the name of the game do you think there was some um some team orders going on there ducati i do with miller but i don't with martin you could mm. see he was fading yeah like, he, he got screwed he was... over by the uh penalty there yeah. though yeah 100 I, I would i don't think he you know he lost what was it nearly two seconds to peco hmm like he clearly slowed down. Yeah, and you you can't predict it on track. Like it's it's, it's harsh. Yeah, it is very super, hard. super harsh. Um, yeah. but the fact of the matter is, like it's harsh, but I will say in favor, it's consistent. Yeah, it's been it like it all year, so you can't have any real complaints. No, you can't. At the end of the day. So, I I just. What could it, it's rare MotoGP is the most boring race lately, but today it was. If MotoGP is very much the most boring race at the moment. Well, the, only, bikes is just the, only, it. Yeah. the only spiciness was Mia and Miller again. Yeah, that's it. And um, like Mia been made to drop a place. Fair enough. You know, it mm. was over the line. Nice punterino. Yeah. So, like, it was harsh. And um, Miller freaking out at him, and Mia's just like, eh, whatever. It's a <laughs> third know? time now, though, isn't it? Third time. They he's... do not like each other. No, it's funny. It's funny. I love it. it. Yeah, I, I hope they don't take it too far and hurt with one another. Well, Mia was grabbing his uh, helmet, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, is... It's uh, like, I just hope they, they no, keep Miller it was on grabbing track. Mia's helmet, sorry. Yeah, I think that was more to pull the face down so he could look in his eyes and be like, fuck you. Yeah. What was it? I'll see you afterwards or something. I'll see you outside or something, he said. Did he? I didn't I didn't yeah. hear. Yeah. No, you could see his I I'm sure he mouthed something along those lines, like lip reading. I'm sure he went, I'll see you outside or I'll see you afterwards or something. So I think um he must have got to the Suzuki garage and kick fuck out of Mia. <laughs> I hope not. Mir's I don't see Mir as being a fighter anyway, but I don't know. The way he rides the bike with the aggression, I think there's there's a bit of a fire in him. Mm. Like, like I could see him, you know. I don't think he'd start a fight, but I think he could finish a fight. Yeah, hundred percent. But of course, Miller's like a just your typical Aussie, and he like he probably get punched for fun, like. Yeah, Miller's Miller's Miller. He's a bit of a nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, he wants like, to be, so probably just tells his mates to hit him so he can like be like, "Huh, fuck you!" I like know. punch me in the stomach, like they do for those <laughs> ab workouts. They pound yeah. them in the stomach. That sounds really well. Yeah. So. So yeah, fair fair punishment. Press mm. drop Miller to get back. Um, I thought Miller had made a master stroke to be honest on the grid. Yes, the divine, and he's just fucked it. He yeah. just dropped back, didn't he? But I've been interested to to hear the comments about what went wrong because it the the whole point of going mediums and hards was that you had pace at the end of the race, and it clearly worked because Rossi got the fastest lap on medium rear on the final lap. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So. Clearly, something went a bit tits up. I just don't know what, unless they just didn't come in quick enough. No, it was um good for an air bastionini, wasn't it? When yeah. Mayor and Miller and Wide and Air picked up the real places. deal. Yeah, he's the he's actual real good. deal. He's really good. Like no offense to Luca Marini, but as we said before, give Bastianini the twenty-two and give Luca the twenty-one. Yeah, Marini faded to fourteenth, but did qualify ninth, which is good. Yeah, like, Luca's come in, don't get me mm. wrong, but Ania deserves the 22 more, simple as. Well, he's proven it. The record proves it, and Rins did okay before dropping back as well. I don't know what's going on with him at the moment, to be honest, this whole year. Mm. 
It's a, it's a weird one. Oh, Dobby. Attacker. Yeah, oh, and Alicia. Alicia, five crashes this weekend. Alicia's well great. Yeah, uh, this is the first weekend where I, the Aprilia genuinely hasn't worked. Mm. And it looked and, um, difficult. Yeah, like I, I completely understand why he didn't race, mm. but it would have been interesting to see how Vinales dealt with it. Absolutely. See if he did anything different. Yeah, because Vinales because is... This, yeah, well, he is a, he's a quality rider. Yeah, and exactly. See if he could have done anything, but it just looked like the Aprilia just could not deal with the bumps. Hmm. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it again, it's a it's still a really new concept at the end of the day. Yeah, these like, you know, it, it's it, you can't expect it to be strong absolutely everywhere. No, exactly. No no bike is every bike does struggle. The Yamaha struggled a lot this weekend and Fabio was Fabio's been Fabio, you know, he's absolutely outstanding that rider and the second fastest Yamaha was Davizioso in thirteenth on the twenty nineteen bike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, Frankie will be back quicker. Yeah, he will. So 100%. that won't continue. No. Um, but obviously he's jumping on a completely different machine that requires a different riding style than 19. And he's injured before anyone pips in and goes, yeah. so did Dovi. Yep. Um, well, no, Dovi hasn't ridden the 21, has he? Well, Dovi's, Dovi hasn't ridden any Yamaha since 2011. Yeah. I mean, like, Dovi has switched in from a completely different machine, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, like, I, I'd say near enough the same switch. Yeah. Because the 21 is such a different bike to the 19. Yeah. That, you know, he, he, like he'll, he'll, he'll be back. It's, you know, Morbidelli is a class act. Yeah, it's Morbidelli um, at the end of the day. So. But yeah, but yeah, back to it, like, Dovi, fair play to it, you know. Be smooth, 13. Yeah, like, starting to figure it out. Um, I was very surprised to hear that um, he's finding the Yamaha quite big. Hmm. Which, it's you weird. know, on paper... The Ducati was huge. massive, yeah. <laughs> but clearly it's not. It yeah. must just be scaled. Mm. Yeah. Like it'd, be, it'd be quite interesting to park one next to a, like, right next to each other to see the differences. Yeah, it would be. never, ever happen, but, you know. Mm. Yeah. But, it's... Yeah, it's, a, it's like the Ducati just looks huge, I think, because of all this aero. Yeah. It's, but the reality it's, is it's a longer bike. A bike. The Ducati's quite long as well. Yeah, it's, a, it's just like a low rider almost, isn't it? It's yeah. low and slow. Like, like a Tron bike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you could see it cruising down the boulevard, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a chopper. Yeah. Yeah, he did well, and Rossi got a point as well, so hold on, Valentino. Yeah. Um, fastest lap as well, like mm. <laughs> on the final lap. Like, yeah, I I said it. I said it was pointless brilliance. Yeah, it's a shame you don't get points of fastest lap in the Mercury. <laughs> yeah, like it was. It was just an act of brilliance that ultimately was completely fucking pointless. Yeah, it's like why not? And I I like the um Kevin Schwantz helmet that he did for Valentino as well. That was quite nice. Yeah, with the forty six integrated in it. Yeah, obviously Schwantz is Rossi's hero, and he. Yeah, and then um May did the thirty six with the thirty six on his lid and. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, uh, oh, why is he done it in that font now? Oh, Kevin Schwantz was 34. Oh, yeah, the amount of comments on my post <laughs> was like, Kevin Schwantz is 34, but yeah, me is 36, mate. And 34 yeah. retired in the Premier class. Yeah. But, um, and Rins uses 69 on the back, which was nice. And I like the uh, the crowd cheers for that. That was quite nice to see. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. That was. Um, Gave me goosebumps, I did. Yeah, Nikki's obviously been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he has, yeah. This weekend, so it was a nice little tribute. Yeah, and then... I didn't like the front of Rins Island, though, with the American football. Like, that, that just, <laughs> yeah, that, like, sorry, but pointless. Great. Yeah. 
But um, and then Marquez using the sixty nine on his cooldown that but that was nice as well. Yeah, they were yeah, teammates obviously be... at one point. So that's gonna be one of those iconic photos, that isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, it so, will be. Like you know, there's already one of them carrying the flag in I think eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. So that's gonna be another iconic one. It's gonna be really nice to see. Yeah, especially on American soil to do it as well. Yeah, um, like Marquez is basically a an adopted American at this point, did he? That's <laughs> the place like Yeah. It's sad though, like it doesn't make me sad, you know, when you see like people doing the flags because Nikki would have been the mate, he'd loved it there, you know, and like to be part of the mm. American Racing Academy and all that. It's so, yes. such a tragic loss. Like, because he could have so incre- like he could have in- in- influenced the you know, the American racing yeah. side of things incredibly Honda, well. Honda would have given him anything that he wanted. Yeah. They loved him, you know. It's... He won the title after all, you know. like oh, he... Imagine that team of Hopper and Nicky Hayden playing in American talent. That'd be sick. You know, even like the you know the Nicky Hayden Academy or something like that, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, so I'm glad we haven't forgotten about Nicky. Nah, we'll never forget him, mate. He's a legend. 100%. I'm glad we, I'm glad we, you know, it's easy to say, but it's harder to do. I'm glad we did. Yeah. And, you know, we do miss him. So, yeah. So, um, let's finish the podcast on that note that Nicky Hayden's a legend. And um, yeah. we'll be back next weekend. There's no race in this next weekend, so we'll have to try and think of something to talk about. Um, but I'm sure we'll manage. One thing. What was our MotoGP predictions? Oh, yeah. Didn't do the Moto2 ones either, to be fair. I'm glad I was Moto2 as well. Finish on that. Oh, someone's having a go at me on Instagram, so that's fun. Um, someone said I'm unprofessional. Someone said I'm unprofessional for my meme on Guevara. Um, (laughs) so your two predictions were don't look at my page, then fucking hell. (laughs) Your um predictions were Augusto Fernandez, Joe Robertson, Remy Gardner, mine were Ralph Fernandez, Remy and Lowe's. The MotoGP, you went Peco, Martin, and Mark Marquez, and I went Mark Marquez, Alation, Peco. So I got two or three, you got two or three as well. Oh no, you got you got three or three, you went Pekka, Martin, Mark. Oh no, wait, Fabio. <laughs> Fabio, yeah. Fabio. I was so close, bloody hell. Yeah, you were. Uh, Martin was out there. Yeah, he was fourth, wasn't he? Yeah, like Martin was a wild prediction last week, but it paid off. Yeah. So, right, I'm going to end the podcast there anyway. Um, hope you've all yeah. enjoyed listening and we're back next week. Yeah, um... Have a good one, guys. It's been nice to come back to to the American races. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Later, Tatus.